beautiful soul. Welcome to your Story is a Legacy show. I'm your host, Rosanna Jackalone. You're a life story guide, your legacy coach, your spiritual healer, and hopefully a bringer of light and inspiration. I have a few questions for you. Do you want to create a legacy, your unique life story, your greatest work, your magnus opus that you can share with your children and future generations? Do you want to learn how to turn trauma and tragedy into triumph in your life? Do you want to know how to discover your natural gifts and what sets your heart on fire? Do you want to help getting through life transitions, things like relocation, job loss, childbirth, marriage, and midlife? Well, if you've answered yes to any of these questions, first you have to know you're not alone. And second, you've come to the right place. Hopefully, you already have a cup of coffee in your hand, or depending on what time of day it is, a big glass of wine. <laughs> and if you're not driving, grab a pen and anything you can take some notes on since there will be helpful tips and also thoughts may come up about your life as you listen to this that you'll want to write down. Let's start your journey. Good morning. I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Today's topic is one that has spawned countless books, talk show segments, songs, articles, you name it. It is the topic of relationships. One of our listeners, Johnny R., asked if we could cover what makes successful relationships, all types of them personal, professional, and romantic. Thanks for the great topic, Johnny R., sending you some special love today as we dig into this subject. So first, I'd like to identify the key components of every successful relationship category. Second, I'll talk about the components that work in personal and romantic relationships which are slightly different than those that are essential for a professional relationship. And finally, I will discuss ways to work on these areas to improve them. Throughout our lives, we have different relationships, and often how we navigate them is a big component of our happiness and security. The first relationships we have in our lives are with our parents, our siblings and relatives. Next come our friends, our romantic partners, our teachers, our co-workers, our bosses, the team members we manage, our spouse or life partner, our children. Um, they can be biological children, stepchildren, nieces and nephews. And many of the relationships will change over time as we do. Some of the key components of successful relationships in the personal and business areas include strong communication skills. An example of this would be knowing what is happening or the stage of a business project, who is responsible for what part of the project, and what the due dates are so that things can be done without duplicating responsibilities or, worse yet, 
not getting things done. There are all kinds of wonderful business tools we create to achieve this, from project timelines to programs and apps like Asana that lay out tasks and team members assigned along with due dates. In our personal relationships, both friendship and romantic ones, we are not working with apps, but we have to be willing to share what our needs are since our friends or partners, no matter how well they know us, can't guess them, nor can they know what makes us happy or unhappy. I can think of the number of times I've gotten upset or angry over a perceived slight. I would think, how could she have done this? And truth be told, the person did not think it was something that mattered to me since I had never bothered to communicate it to them. As much as we'd like to believe the people who love us are mind readers, <laughs> I'll share a little secret. They are not, so communication is essential. Another component of successful relationships is collaboration. In this instance, you are both working towards a common goal, and it becomes so much easier to achieve since you are going in the same direction, and any energy you put into it is going to get the same end result. I have always said a great collaboration demonstrates that the sum of the whole is greater than its parts. Plus, you can both celebrate and savor the win since you know it could only have happened together. The next component for a successful relationship would be non-judgmental listening and respect. This truly allows for constructive criticism to happen, either on a particular project, at work, or the results of a or the results of the project. For instance, whenever my company does a big event, I have all members of my team come together the next day to evaluate it. Everyone must comment on what they think went well and what we could have done better. Everyone can speak without interruption and offer their unique perspective and the team has to listen. This allows us to pivot when we need to so we can have a more successful outcome on the next project we do. Similarly, in a personal relationship, you must allow the other person to express their true feelings without worrying that you will become defensive or cut them off as they speak or you won't validate their feelings or you will insist on being right. Another component of a successful relationship is trust. There is not a relationship that can work if trust is not a core part of it. For instance, how could you turn over the project you're working on to someone on the team if you don't trust in their ability to get it done or do not trust that they will look over their work before they get it to you? Lack of trust is equally disastrous in a friendship or a romantic relationship. 
How could you build any lasting bond with someone if you are constantly looking over your shoulder since you don't know if they will do right by you? The final component I want to talk about that seems to be consistent across professional, personal, and romantic relationships is laughter and fun. It is so important to be able to add this ingredient to your team at work as well as to your relationships. Everything cannot be so rigid and serious or you miss out on a bit of creativity and play, which is essential to the development of great ideas, team bonding, building loyalty to a company, and creating a sense of renewed energy. Some of the things we would do with our teams are really simple. We would take a break in the middle of the day and go to a park nearby, or go shoot pool after work, go to a bowling alley together. We would also have dinners uh, or have happy hours with the goal of focusing on getting to know each other personally, not a continuation of our workday. In friendships and romantic relationships, this has created goodwill that has made disagreements easier to manage, created special bonding time, and has a feel-good halo effect on the relationship. I can think of many silly things my partner and I have done in order to keep our relationship fun. Things like building snowmen on the street in the cold weather, dressing up with the kids in costume for Halloween, playing games that we used to play when we were children, and indeed we are grown-ups but we will never lose the sense of play, fun, and laughter. Now, let's delve a little more into the personal and romantic relationships, since what they share with the professional relationships is the more logical aspects and some of the other qualities we mentioned in the first point, but personal and romantic relationships are far more emotional. Let's talk about some of the unique components of these type of relationships, the first of which is love. Love does not require much of an explanation since it is the deep affection we feel towards one another, but in order to nurture that affection, we must spend quality time together, forgive, practice non-judgmental listening, establish healthy boundaries, accept the other person for who they are, be willing to put in the work a loving relationship requires, and have patience. So let's start with spending quality time together. We must make time for the people we love, period. End of story. There's no shortcut here. Whatever it is we decide to do with them, it should be uninterrupted quality time with eye contact and true listening. You must be present. And yes, that means your cell phones are not invited. <laughs> Ask questions about their lives or topics you spoke about at your last get-together or on your last phone call. Pick places or things to do that the other person would enjoy or something you both share. For instance, 
There might be a new exhibit opening at a museum that you both love. Go share that and then have a lunch after. Or plan a quiet dinner at home where you cook your partner's favorite meal. Light two candles, put on some background music, set a beautiful table. You can also go to an award ceremony, a graduation, take special photographs when you are there. Be part of that person's story, their special events. This is part of nurturing the relationship. This works with children in your life, friends in your life, and your spouse. The next component is a huge one, forgiveness. This one is so critical since lack of forgiveness eats away at our insides like a poison. We harbor resentments. It hides our light. It makes me want to hurt you because you have hurt me. But forgiveness is the opposite of this. We forgive in love and in light. It does not mean we forget, but it means we give up judging since we ourselves are not perfect and we do not want to be judged. Forgiveness also means we put ourselves on the same team. If I am right and you are wrong, we are on opposite sides, which is not the place a loving couple should be. Forgiveness also moves you to a place of peace from which any important relationship is easier to navigate. The next component I want to discuss is establishing healthy, loving boundaries. This has been a tough one for me, and candidly, I continue to work on it. Boundaries come from truly knowing yourself and what is okay versus not okay for you. You must be able to share these boundaries and then have consequences in place if they are violated. Similarly, you need to respect the other person's boundaries as well. One of the problems I have had in earlier relationships is I would say I was not comfortable with a certain behavior. So I got the first part of the equation right. I expressed the boundary. Where I needed to do work is when uh, he was a repeat offender of the behavior, I did not give any consequences, and that allows for the continuation of the behavior. A healthier response would have been what a friend of mine did with her husband. She said to him, if you ever speak to me in such a way, I will go spend the evening at my sister's. He violated the boundary, she acted as she said she would, and he had to deal with the consequences. You can bet he did not continue the behavior. The final component I want to discuss is putting in the work. Relationships require time, energy, patience, self-reflection, the ability to apologize when you're wrong, providing space to allow the other person be all they are capable of, staying loyal and loving, even at times when you don't feel like it. And of course, staying committed in a fickle culture that is always on to what's new and what's next.
Is putting in the work worth it? Yes. But, and I underline that in the air when I say this, both parties have to be willing to put in the work or it will never happen. A relationship is between two people. If only one is working at it, no amount of extra work on one person's part will hold together something that must be done by two people. The last part of making the best relationships is what can we do to make them better? The first thing would be to talk to the person about the issue. Talking to a boss or colleague is different than speaking with a romantic partner or best friend, but each situation must be handled calmly, matter-of-factly, focus on the situation at hand, not past situations, or the message will be unclear. If you are looking for a certain outcome, share that with them. Be willing to also hear their side of the story so you can come to a resolve that works for both of you. If you feel like you are getting nowhere with the issue, seek professional counseling. I have often worked through work and other conflicts with a therapist or a priest so I could handle my part of the conflict in a calm, uncharged manner. Also, with your romantic partner, you may want to go to couples counseling or a couples workshop to strengthen your skills as a couple. Next, I want to focus on achieving mastery of these relationship skills. There are so many incredible resources from books to podcasts out there. I am going to give you three of my favorites. One is a book called Love Yourself and Heal Your Life uh, from Louise Hay. I love all of her books. She is a metaphysical teacher who imparts the importance of knowing and loving yourself and all the power that has in all areas of your life. After all, you cannot love another well until you love yourself well. The second book is called Boundaries by Drs. Henry Cloud and John Townsend. This book teaches you how to set healthy biblical boundaries in order to take control of your life. And the third resource I'm going to recommend is called Our Storybook by Horatio Printing. This is a beautiful hardcover book that allows married couples and couples in general to track their journey together. It is a special activity to do together with your loved one. I hope you found this episode helpful for your current and future relationships. If you are interested in writing about your friendships, romantic relationships, and work relationships, I have created a beautiful luxury keepsake book called My Magnus Opus to record your life story for yourself and future generations. There are places to record various stages of your life and the people in them, including the most important ones from the time you were born. To order your very own copy, please go to www.mymagnusopus.com and click on the shop section. 
Thanks so much for listening today. I'll see you next week. If you feel inspired by this show and think there are others who would be, I would be so grateful if you could take a screenshot of the show and add it to your Instagram story. Tag me at my Magnus Opus. Also, I'd really like to get to know you, so please join our Facebook community, which is My Magnus Opus Community. Sign up for our emails at hi at mymagnusopus.com and connect with me on Instagram at mymagnusopus. May your day be full of abundance in everything you do and keep your head up always. I'll see you very soon. And until then, I'm sending you so much love and light.